Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. Hello and welcome to the Scanner Darkly episode. <laughs> I guess it's a Scanner Darkly. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so it's my turn to describe this film. Uh, it is based on a Philip K. Dick book, book, story, something. Yes. Um, and that is a thing I didn't know going into this. And I actually watched it oh. all the first time through without noticing that it like I didn't see it in the opening credits right, so right. i watched it once over and then at, in the end when it has like a quote from yeah. him i was like oh this was a philip k dick story this makes so much more sense now yeah. so i rewatched it for that reason um but it's basically a story about a guy it, seven years in the future who is works for like an undercover police operation where he is he wears like this weird suit that makes him look like all a million people at once or whatever, which mm-hmm. I guess apparently makes him look like a blur. Um, though to us, it just looks really weird yep. and distracting. It's really, really hard to look at. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's uh, doing this undercover operation to do like a drug uh, investigation. I'm trying to remember the name of the drug. Something uh, D. Substance D. Substance D. Um, so yeah, he has a bunch of friends who are, I guess, druggies, and he's kind of undercover watching and them, but also doing the drug. Yes. I think that's it. That's the basis yeah. of this story. Uh, oh, it's wow. shot in, what is it called? Rotos- yeah, rotoscope? rotoscope. Rotoscoping? Uh, rotoscoping, yes. Oh, that was hard to look at. Like, it's like, yes. for me, like, I, I already find, like, animated stuff hard to, like, watch mm-hmm. um but this this was like even like next level hard to yes. watch yeah because because of all the weird trippy stuff that's supposed to be happening with all the drugs and stuff and it's there's so much going on and then keanu's changing suit yeah that was even like his suit is constantly changing and he's and like turning into the different vi- people and it's just constant like it's supposed to be what like 40 billion or 40 million people a second or like right and like you he never turns fully into one person like he's always parts of different people so yes but if you watch it it looks like keanu the first time they're doing that's interesting and then apparently i was reading some trivia like at one point they have philip k dick in there oh yeah that's very interesting spliced in there or I don't know uh, if they splice in these kind of... <laughs> right. It's, just, it's not film. It's drawn. Drawn in there, probably. Yes. Um, well, one interesting... So if we're going to just like sort of jump to a reveal, because we do yes. uh, spoil these movies, yeah. <laughs> um, at the end, when you discover that his boss is actually Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. um, Matt, when I watched it the second time, Matt watched it with me, and he said, I wonder if that's her, and like really early. And I oh. was like... My God, I figured that out like right before it was revealed, not r- early. Um, and he said he know he knew because he like saw her as one oh. of the like things that cycled through. See, I'd seen I this notice. before, but I didn't really remember. And then watching it again, I I forgot that she was one. But in my head, 
I was just like, oh, she's gonna be one, but I don't know how. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even like put it together that she was the boss until I was like, oh, Stoops, obviously right. Stoops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I enjoyed so. The thing about the boss being shorter than him, I was picturing the boss the whole time as Alex Winters uh, or Winter or whatever oh. his name is. Uh, he's Bill in Bill and Ted's actually. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I could see so, that because the way his figure was. Yeah. Or her. Winona's. <laughs> one. It was just so funny. Winona and Alex Winter. They're the same Because well, they had a man. It had a man voice. Uh, yeah, so, it did. Yeah, which I guess maybe all of them do. Like, because yeah. they all I mean, that's had a good disguise. Voices, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, they had like a one of those like robot kind of like when you're disguising someone's voice in something like that was the type of voice that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was too busy picturing that uh, like him as the character to even think about who it was underneath there because I also don't think I originally noticed until they started discussing who who are you. To, mm-hmm. to Keanu's character, um, that they didn't know who each other were. Like, I thought they were disguised for the outside world, oh, not for each other. Yeah, like totally. Yeah, you're working with people and you don't even know who they are. Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like, the, and they had him like investigate himself, but they right, had. To, which was weird. Yeah, but, <laughs> sh- but she had to have known. Anyway, it's so confusing. I do <laughs> think Winona always knew who he was, even mm-hmm. though she said she eliminated and figured out who he was. Yeah. But that was because he didn't know who she was. And right. I, it's all, it was all a big. Because she said, at the, you know, um, when she starts to be unhappy about what she's done, I'm really jumping to the end of That's this movie. Fine. But I mean, <laughs> most of it's. Anyway. But this, I think, is the like most Winona part of the movie, For too, sure. because yeah. she's definitely a secondary character to Keanu. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll set up what <laughs> I'm about to talk about. So, Keanu's hooked on this drug and presumably became hooked on the drug because he's this undercover agent. Mm hmm. It seems like the agency like fed him the drug. Yeah, they were and they turned kind of, him into it. They didn't s- tell him to take it, but they kind of like hinted at, at the fact that he should be taking it. And if he's yeah. going to like hang out with addicts, of course he's going to take it. He's not going to And they were telling encouraging him to pretend to take it and stuff, but like Right. I mean, the thing was so like highly addictive that I think it just they knew cons- for yeah, sure they knew. They would. And like at the end when they're telling him your ba- your mind is f- basically fucked now like yeah. you have your brain doesn't work yeah the anymore. left and the right don't communicate and yeah they're just... fighting with each other yeah whatever uh <laughs> so when they're tell when the boss so winona is telling him that uh she says well you didn't have to you didn't have to actually take it you could, like most people pretend they're taking it mm-hmm. and he's like i never even thought to do that yeah so which is frustrating but then yeah she's you know when she talks to i guess whoever her boss is later at like a cafeteria or something Mm -hmm. is where they meet she says i can't do this anymore i can't like be hooking people on drugs unknowingly they don't know Mm -hmm. like at least if he signed up for this i'd be okay with the fact that now he's basically brain dead yeah and being used to try and basically the point i guess is that they become you know, brain dead based on taking the drug and then they get put into this institution. Mm-hmm. It's like a rehab center something. But it's really the place that m- makes the drugs. Yeah, they end up going to work at the place that makes the drugs yeah. and live in like a little cell. But I guess the cops are trying to prove that that's what is actually happening behind those right. closed doors because it's so closed off. But right. 
So yeah, I figured all that out the second time watching it. I have no idea what I thought happened the first time I watched it. I was I, so confused. Same. I, I watched it like when it came out in theaters in Ottawa. And I, I like I said before, my only memory was Bugs, which is like the beginning of the movie. It's the very beginning. And it doesn't <laughs> and it, really happen again. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, where are all these? Oh, right, right away. I just have a bug phobia. So that was sure. like the one so thing I took at my right takeaway. I was just like, ew, so many bugs. A lot. Really there was an upsetting amount of bugs because yeah. they were just, I mean, it, they were in it was his a hallucination. Yes. <laughs> so they were everywhere and they weren't, they were, you know, they were not stopping. They, they were, were in his, stopping. in his dog and they were, you know, he put some in a jar and then, so, and then he went, and the, the trip was over the jar was empty and he's like, right. oh yeah, there's no bugs. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of like funny drug trip scenes or when they were like super high and freaking out and like, what, what's going on here? And then, you know nothing like when they were in the car that um and the gas pedal messes up yeah but that's because of barry robert downey jr he was like so but robert downey jr's character was like he was like barris barris Barris, like an informant yeah he was he was like spying on um keanu and like they're all spying they're all spying on each other but he's also like he's so um he's so like take i guess substance d has taken a great hold of him and he's super paranoid and he thinks that keanu's up to something of course he is up to something but he so he's right but anyway he does something to his car he 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 fucked with the car right certainly i imagine because when they all look at the car so like woody harrelson is in this so it's like woody harrelson keanu and Robert Downey Jr. They're all looking inside this car to figure out what's going on with it. And they they all seem to know. Like, they all seem to understand what's going on in, under the hood of that car. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just am like, what chances is there that all the people in your car know how to, like, fix it? Operate oper- a car. Yeah, like, <laughs> not just operate it, like, drive it, yeah. but, like, fix it. Fix it. Put like, it together. Yeah. Like they understood it to a level that I was like, not all three of these people would know. No. And then <laughs> they're all but what's really funny is that they're clearly not mechanics because remember they got that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. got that bike from some oh, yes. off for $50. And he's like, the guy told me he was 18 speeds and they're trying to count the gears. How many gears it had? They're yeah. like, oh, it's only eight. No, it's nine. nine you got oh, ripped no, off. We're going to get your money yeah. back. And they were trying to, you know, they made a whole like worked it all up to get their money back but really it was just they didn't know anything about bikes right. <laughs> ultimately totally so yeah robert downey jr seems to know nothing about bikes but he knew a lot about cars and said yeah. he had all the tools at home mm-hmm. to like because you need special tools to like remove and put in some of the things that were missing mm-hmm. and so if he admits that he has those tools which mm. only like a mechanic or something would have then yeah. uh, probably yeah. he's the one who took it apart. Yeah. I think they, they were just like, eh. <laughs> obviously. Well, and then they're in the tow truck and he's saying that he's left the front door unlocked and a note saying, come on in, because they think that somebody who's like spying on them or something is oh, right. going to come into the house and he wants to like film them, but they have to come through the front door to trigger the film cameras. So, oh my uh. gosh. <laughs> But it's it is really funny. I do enjoy their like weird tangent conversations. Yeah, there's something kind of realistic about like the, just the setting of it, like the house and these like you know burnouts just sitting around yes. doing that. Like there there's 
Um, and I think Philip K. Dick actually based it on his friends. And that's why at the end he dedicates it to a bunch of his pe- people. I know. It was so or many dedicated. People. And then actually one of them is references Phil and that's him. Him. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, it's very sad because that list of people is long and a lot of them are deceased, which I don't know if they all died from drugs, but it was the way that he framed it. Like Mm -hmm. all of these people, uh, suffered a price higher than they should have for the things that they did or whatever. And then like a lot of people like Phil, (laughs) Phil, Phil. Phil Phil Phil, but he called himself Phil. And (laughs) um, his was like pancreatic. Yes. Problems or something. Yeah, it didn't sound great. Which I guess must be due to drugs if Chances he's pointing are. to it in yeah. this con- te- like context. Um, right. But then all his, like a lot of his friends had brain damage. Like a lot of the people listed had brain damage. So I was like, oh, that is, that yeah, is sad. It's, it's no good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first time around, I thought, I think I like was so frustrated with the look of the film mm-hmm. that I couldn't enjoy it. Right. And then the second time around I was used to the way it looked, so then I started to like actually like fall into get, it yeah. and like get into Understand the characters. It, yes. I think I was just so mad the first round that like particularly the like bike scene, I was like, this would have been a really good scene if I could see their faces properly yes. and like appreciate <laughs> The, like, connections between the actors. Was, like, I felt like they were doing good and, job like, acting. It came out in 2006, <laughs> so there was really no need to shoot it like that. Like, you could have used, like... Well, they did digi- film it. I mean, that's how I mean, they do rotoscoping. They film it. No, I know. Then, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't need to, like, do rotoscoping. No, like, exactly. They could have done the special effects in another way, and it would have been better. Well, that's exactly what <laughs> I... <laughs> like, that's what I mean by they did film it, so, yeah. like, why not just use the film? I, yeah, I, I know. I, like, I don't, don't know. take that... Remove that effect. Anyway... I don't also don't quite understand like the stuff I was reading about it seemed to indicate that this was like a cheap way like because he wanted to make it on a low budget so he had more control and I don't really understand how adding animation to something that you've already had to film is cheaper I would think that would be more expensive wouldn't it maybe because like they polish like it doesn't have to be as polished polished, yeah uh, I read that like Robert Downey Jr. had his lines stuck all over every Uh, all the sets but you couldn't see it because they just you know painted over it or whatever true true so So that's true i guess it could be acted more like a you know just but like for set wise like i don't know yeah i guess i mean they still were in like they apparently rented like a broken down house and that's what they filmed in and they like looked at like 30 different houses before settling on on this one or something right which is okay yeah which is whatever yeah I think the rotoscoping also turned out to be a problem, which I find strange because he'd already done Waking Life, and that was also using rotoscoping. I never saw Waking Life. Which Me is, neither. I've seen like most of Richard Linklater's films. Chris is like, what? Chris is dying. <laughs> but apparently, I think that's it, the one. It was because of the it was the rotoscoping that kept me away again because I don't like it. Yeah, I never came into my cinematic. Per- you know, <laughs> like as a thing that you liked or didn't like. <laughs> no, it just wasn't a thing. Like right. everybody, everybody had seen Waking Life, and I just missed the boat. I think. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, oh. I mean, that could have been it too. I did really like uh, Linklater, but I have to admit, I haven't seen very many of his films. Yeah. I watched Slacker like a million times. I love everything. Dazed and Confused. I'm not sure how I feel. About I think it's like the '90s <laughs> American Graffiti. Sure. Yeah. Except yeah. it's set in the seventies, right? Yes. Yes. But then but American Graffiti the 90s, was yeah. made in That's the seventies and set in the fifties. True. 
So yeah, it's so it is. Yeah, it it is. is exactly what yeah. you said. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, no, he used Rory Cochran as in uh-huh. this movie, and yeah, he was in. He's in Days Confused. Okay, that's a yeah. I mean, he plays such a good drug addict. Well, that's that's yeah. I <laughs> yeah, guess that's, that's his, his role. Thing. But he was also yeah. really good in um, Empire Records. Oh, yes, yes. And he was not a drug addict. He was just that's a true. troublemaker. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he does play other things: troublemakers yes. and drug addicts. <laughs> Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is very Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, in this, that's... like so much, but good. Like, in a oh, really and him good and way. Winona are back together again from 1969. This is true. This is true. I didn't think about that. Uh, uh, and then her and Keanu are back together yeah. after Dracula. Um, and just Woody old, old Woody Harrelson just hanging out on the couch. Good old Woody, so funny, being, funny, being, being pretty Woody too. Yeah, the um, scene where he choked. And then like, yes. oh my God. And then like Robert Downey Jr. just kind of like watches. Yeah. Like he, the, like Keanu is kind of like paranoid because he thinks that like Barris or Keanu, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like setting up st- staging situations and where people could easily die. Right. And he thinks that that's what he did to Woody. Like, like he made it so he might choke on his soup or whatever the hell he was eating. Yeah. And then like, Microwave meal or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he did. And then like quickly Robert Downey Jr. is about to call the police and say you know oh, he's we've got a thing here you know the way he phones though he's so like i'm not sure exactly who i need um if it's yeah it's so this. casual he's trying to like diagnose it to not sure if i could say that it's not cardiac arrest but yeah. it's, it might be and it's yeah. just like oh my gosh seriously and then Ambulance. Woody wakes up yeah and he's like oh never mind <laughs> it does seem like a delaying tactic though too with all yeah. the like exposition that he's giving to mm-hmm. this 911 operator and then it's kind of urgent and he's yeah. just like dilly dallying and so they're like what's the address and he's like oh i've never sent myself mail here before and has to go to the front door and check and then he's like is the street name important <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> so yeah that was enjoyable i enjoyed that part but yes, my original notes are basically faces look horrible in this animation. <laughs> this is distractingly ugly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. <laughs> um, and then later I started to have thoughts about actually what was happening and not just like Winona's blonde. They got like uh, Robert Downey Jr. like his outfit, his his uh, his clothes mm-hmm. were so annoying and so like. <laughs> Like druggy dude, but like nerdy druggy dude with the cargo pants and like the you know bucket hat occasionally. <laughs> like yes. it was just obnoxiously perfect. I don't know. Isn't he wearing like long johns or something at some point too? I feel like <laughs> when he's calling nine one one, he's wearing just like leggings or long johns or something. <laughs> uh, I do feel like this movie feels like it's set in the nineties, even though it's made in like near like 2005 yeah. six or mm-hmm. whatever and it came it is supposed to be set seven years in the future <laughs> yeah it has 90s vibes for sure it really does it's just the lack of like technology like keanu has a cell phone but it's like one of the old ones right and i think that's that's the only yeah. like you don't see much else there's not really like computer stuff going on like there's surveillance but yeah. that's you know but in the house that they're living in there's you know i don't even know if there's a tv in there yeah i mean there's all the the additional surveillance stuff that robert downey jr set up so there's a bunch of screens but 
they don't seem to work anyway. So <laughs> uh, I have a lot to say about the animation. <laughs> so some obvious benefits of the animation is the drug stuff. It really like obvious. It's obvious. I think that that's why he uses this style. Yeah. Like, cause like waking life though, we both haven't seen it. I think it's about a dream, like somebody mm. walking through a dream. So drugs, dreams, all yeah. of those things Trippy. are easy yeah. to show through this style. Of animation, the bugs, yes, very easy. Though honestly, maybe they could have animated because also rotoscoping, I think, is used for live action stuff. Yeah, I mean, just like putting something on top. There's been you know so many movies with bugs. Like think about you know Indiana Jones to the craft. You know, there's right. lots of you could you didn't need to do the rotoscoping for bugs. This is true, but like <laughs> I, when I was reading because I decided okay, I'm going to do re- research on rotoscoping because I don't like it, but I want to know like if other movies were made in it and maybe movies I like or something. And apparently, it was used heavily, or maybe not heavily, but used somewhat in Star Wars because it's what's used to make the lightsabers. Oh, so it's used to like. Put animation on top of people. Okay. So you can use it in a live action thing. So they could have done Just the bugs thing. Being and more selective. Yeah. Exactly. But nope. Nope. Full. Full on. Full on. And like in a very, uh, like, it's, I think the way he uses it and the, the fact that it's like this computerized rotoscoping, which I wrote down what that is called. It's a special <laughs> thing. It's called interpolated rotoscope. Uh, which was actually invented in the 90s. And and he's like one of the only people that's used it. Well, no, maybe that's not true. But he is the first person to use it for a full-length film. So Waking Life was the first full-length digital rotoscoping film. But like lots of other people used it to different effect, like to actual animated looking effect. Whereas this is like trying to look real, yeah, but in like know a dreamscapey way, right? And it's kind of that's what I don't like about like a it. Comic book, but like not quite. Yeah, like a poorly illustrated when comic did, book. When did that movie uh, Sin City come out? Was that a was that anything? I wonder if they used it for it, but like, because yeah. that's real people, but it's like really uh, saturated colors yeah. stuff. There's like red. And there's know. definitely animation on top, but I've never seen Sin City, so I can't picture it, but I can picture like the ads. <laughs> um, but yes, when I was reading, about, I didn't realize that Max Fleischer is the one who developed rotoscoping as a technique. Oh. He's like the guy who did like Betty Boop and Popeye and oh, Superman. Cool like cartoons and stuff nice so like that stuff if that stuff was rotoscoped it is very cartoon looking you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, maybe it's other stuff of his that was but uh so yeah it's been around since the late ni- 1910s okay okay this stuff so like <laughs> lots of people have used it apparently snow white and the seven dwarfs was made using it so again that's like straight up animation looking yeah. but they i guess used it for the motion so they oh, used okay. people to capture the motion. Oh, and also back then it wasn't this digital interpolated rotoscope. So it was like a piece of glass that you were like looking at um, oh. stuff on. And then you drew over top of it oh, so right, right, that right. you could like get. And then like it was like still cells, I guess, that they mm-hmm. were using to animate. So they were drawing the cells on top of like. Whew. So they got the motion, I guess, from yeah. real people. So that, to me, seems like a good use of <laughs> rotoscoping. <laughs> uh, it was apparently also used to remove the chunk of cocaine from Neil Young's nose in the last waltz. <laughs> apparently. 
<laughs> that's that was um okay some trivia that i read <laughs> but also oh famously the aha video take on me that that's rotoscoped oh. and that's more like this style but like painstakingly like i feel like more i don't know it's shaky but like on purpose but like i, I don't know i feel like it just looks better than this this looks like messy or something mm. it does look messy but also it's i think also because the story was very like kind of boring like they didn't really sh- yeah go I mean, anywhere like they were just these dudes in the house back to keanu back to the dudes in the house back to the office back to the dudes and like really they didn't yes. nothing really the whole really movie was happens. that i think we're back to the adaptation problem mm-hmm. like you're adapting a book that it's a science fiction book so there's so much going on yeah. certainly like i've had trouble reading philip k dick stuff and like i've seen blade runner I don't know, 10, at least 10 times. And every time I watch it, I have to ask Matt, like, what is, what, why is this happening? <laughs> like, there's parts that I still don't understand. Oh, yeah, I've seen it so many times and it's still, like, you know, beyond me, but. <laughs> uh, so, so I feel like anything to do with him, like, there's so much going on that, to, yeah. like, and that's why I think the first time I watched this through, I was also, like, trying to write notes about what I was thinking, distracted by the rotoscoping, so much going on. <laughs> I was I ended it and I was like I don't even know what to say because I don't know that I know what I just watched at all and then I watched it a second time and I was immediately I was like this makes so much more sense <laughs> now that I get that this is like a science fiction thing cuz I don't know why I didn't get that from just the suit that they're wearing <laughs> as like cops that they're wearing this like weird yeah. but I just thought this is just some weird technique they're using to like fight drugs. Like even though it's seven years in the future, <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I could not catch that this was a science fiction until True. it said Philip K. Dick. And I was like, oh, oh this is science fiction. Substance D made me. Again. That gave it away yeah. to you? Yeah, that's that was such a sci-fi too, too. name. You're right. Substance D. Yeah, it really is. Um, um, the One of the Winona's first line she said she calls some dude the fucker and i thought that was funny she's like she's driving a convertible talking on a cell phone she's like, oh yeah the mother the fucker didn't give me my money or something like that i was right. like okay okay yeah Starting i did strong. like winona in this yeah. i mean i didn't love that it turned out that she's you know basically making people take drugs and blow their brains brains like, <laughs> <laughs> um but she felt bad about it so she's yeah. maybe somewhat i don't think she's well she's not gonna do it anymore she said yeah. she can't she's do it anymore gotta she's get it. she can't sleep at night yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um oh what i was gonna say sorry i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep jumping back to what i know about rotoscoping now that i did all this research <laughs> but no what i was gonna say about the movie itself and the use of the rotoscoping is it seems like this took like twice as long as they thought it would to mm-hmm. do the animation. And it was because like when the deadline came, the animators were still learning how to use it. And so I feel like that explains a lot mm. when you're watching this. The yes. fact that people didn't know what they were doing. And some people got like fired and they hired new people. Oh, like God. all this stuff happens. So it seems. Yeah. Like I read actually clear. the post-production took like. A very long time to like complete. A year or something. Yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, how do you want this to look? Probably like freaking out about everything. <laughs> right. Because, I don't know. And I think he went off and made another movie. Bad News Bears, I think he made. Oh. <laughs> While this was happening. Like a so, yeah. I felt 
glad to know <laughs> that I am not the only one who feels like not good about rotoscoping. Yeah, no, it wasn't <laughs> pleasing. It's not a pl- like it's not pleasant to watch. I was like, oh, do I have to like f- actually watch it or can I just listen? <laughs> right, because it, it's really distracting it for your eyes. And and it made me unhappy because I just knew that like Winona and Keanu, like everybody in the cast really was doing a great job. I felt that it's like, you guys are doing a good job. I'm liking your acting at least, even mm-hmm. if I'm not loving the story or whatever's happening. I felt like the dynamic between them when they had like buddy moments or whatever, <laughs> I was enjoying. Yeah. But the animation made it distracting and not as enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, like I think it would have been way more enjoyable without that. Mm-hmm. And those scenes, like, yeah, when they're just chilling out in the house, it just feels like you're not getting it all or something. You know what I mean? Because it's so washed. Everything just kind of almost washed over. And you have this filter over everything. So you don't really get a sense of what's actually going on. But maybe that's the whole idea because they're all on the drugs and you're supposed to be on the drugs too. Right. I think that is it. But I just don't like it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. (laughs) Because I think there's a moment too, like, okay, Maybe we need to talk about the the relationship between Keanu and Winona because it's problematic, I think, a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a moment where he's walking out of her house and she runs after him and, like, her whole house looks like it kind of, like, gets smaller or disappears behind her or something while she's, like, running after him. And it's just, like, there's things like that where the background and the, and the person or the object that's, like, in the foreground don't, like, match mm-hmm. in ways. Um, which I think is maybe just inexperienced people or like maybe maybe it's on purpose, but it mm-hmm. could also just be lazy uh, animation. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, that scene though, where mm-hmm. like Keanu wants some and Winona says no, he's like such a piece of shit. He is. Yes. Wow. He was just like, he, like he's like I'm gonna go then. And her, what yeah, he's he? like fuck it, fuck then. it, yeah, and then gets up. And because she says like, oh, like he just, I mean, he just says, can I hug you? I want to hug you. And then she's like, I don't like to be touched when I've had a lot of cocaine or whatever. Because they had just done a lot of cocaine. And yeah, she she doesn't, you know, want to be touched. She says it a few times. Yes. And then she feels bad and runs out to him and says, I'm sorry, you know. But I don't like to be touched because I like, and he <laughs> says fuck it because I don't know if the guys are bugging him that he's not like they keep saying she doesn't put out, mm. which I'm also like wow I forgot the about whole, that terminology yeah, that whole like about her not <laughs> putting like out that. yeah because there's a whole conversation that's had about it before I even realize what their characters' names are and don't even know who they're talking about Robert Downey Jr. and the guy who I said is really good at playing a druggie. Uh, Rory um, Cochran. Yeah. yeah. They're having a conversation in a diner about how those like Keanu and Winona are maybe boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, oh, but she doesn't put out. And then he's like, well, I can't believe she doesn't put out. And then doesn't Robert Downey Jr. say something like, oh, she would if she was handled right. And then he says, like, I guarantee I could like for $3, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could like get you to sleep with like or her to sleep with you or whatever and he's like i don't want to he's my she's my friend's girl or whatever <laughs> and i'm just like really that's why like oh my god <laughs> like i'm just so frustrated oh, yeah, with these repulsive. guys yeah so i feel like does keanu like does he personally feel like are we in a relationship is that why he's upset or is he upset because his buds are going like you're not getting any from her? probably it's yeah. probably like the peer pressure of her his buds <laughs> 
<laughs> it's toxic masculinity. Yes, very much. Very much of that is happening <laughs> in this. But also, Shh, like, bad. I think I read maybe a review or maybe just like a description of this that said it's questionable whether there's a real relationship there either. Like, is she, is she knowingly mm. in a relationship with him or is she just hanging out? Like, yeah, I thought they were just like hanging out. And anyway, it's, it's yeah. like, oh boy. And, you know, she's his boss. Well, yeah. <laughs> Little just, he doesn't know that. He doesn't but, know yeah. that, but still. <laughs> but she does, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah she says yeah. no. She says no. She does That's say all no. there is to it. Exactly. Straight up. A weird thing I didn't realize about this movie until I was reading about it is that Alex Jones is in it. Who's that? The InfoWars guy. I don't know. What... So, yeah, he he's... Uh, I don't know, conspiracy theorist guy, and he's yeah. a Sandy Hook denier and various things like that, which is gross. And he's the guy who's on the megaphone when, like, Keanu's walking down the street, and then there's a guy yelling about, oh, like, and they get him. substance D, and then the cops come and, like, take him away. Mm-hmm. That's that's Alex Jones. That's funny, because he's being one of those guys. Yeah. Preach a street preacher. <laughs> he's apparently also in Waking Life. Oh. Why? I, I don't know why. Now that makes sense. Uh-huh. So it's like, does Linklater like him? Like, I don't know what this means that he's know. in two of his I movies. I don't know about Richard Linklater anymore. No? No. Is, is that why? <laughs> or like in general? Just in general. <laughs> right. These before sunrise and after midnight or See, whatever. Those, those I haven't seen. They're no good. <laughs> they're no good. Okay, why? People, I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it's no, an unpopular... It's a lot of... It's on-the-nose dialogue. It's so right. contrived. It's It's... It's boring. It's, okay. Nobody wants to see these two white people. Have, like, <laughs> they're not interesting. I don't know. There's nothing interesting. They're walking around here. They're just like little privileged pieces of shit. I don't know. I don't really. I love it. I yeah, love this. I don't care. <laughs> no, it I does nothing for me. I haven't seen it, so I honestly don't know. And the reason I haven't seen it is because the first one, it's before Sunrise, right? Is the first one, has never been on Netflix. The other ones have, and I'm like, I can't start it's like, with it's, the later one. It's, like it's like movie for jocks to feel emotional. That's what I like. See it as. Oh, that's gross. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like just maybe that's a bad description, but like it's just one of those like ugh. Mm-hmm. These type of people will like this movie, and I ain't that type. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe that's harsh, but oh well. No, no. It's, it's fair. fine. Uh, there is. A nudity shot with oh, Winona yeah. in this, which probably is not Winona. Does she do nudity? I don't know. I mean, her boobs are in this, but I don't know but, if it's. Uh, but I mean, in other movies. Oh, has she ever, does she ever do boobs? Do we ever see her boobs in other movies? This is a weird conversation in... that I've just started, but I need to know. <laughs> in Girl Interrupted, you don't see her boobs per uh-huh. se, but she is in the tub with. Right. You know, right. With Whoopi. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just, for some reason, I felt about her that she was a person who maybe had a clause, like, I don't do nudity. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think oh. she's ever, Say it's expected. never, I hope she's she never had know. a scene and we're... Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe so, she has had scenes, but I guess she's, maybe she's a... Maybe she has No, lost. never nude. Yeah. Maybe she's a, <laughs> she's a never nude. <laughs> That's what they call That's it. That's what they the call movies. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they got it from for yeah. rest of development. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie term. Um, well, so I was thinking that that was a thing about her. Because I, I thought 
I don't think we've seen her do nudity. So I thought maybe that was a thing that she doesn't do nudity. And then I was like, I bet that's not actually naked Winona. Probably not. It's a drawing of a naked person. Exactly. (laughs) With Winona's face. Uh, Yeah. That also was a weird scene because that girl's like, are you gay? And he's like, I try not to be. That's why I called you here tonight. And I'm like, what is this even? And then she just keeps talking about how she's going to like turn him not gay and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what is even? What What is even this dialogue? (laughs) Maybe that's from the book. I don't know. It must be. Because it's such a weird thing to say. I try not to be. (laughs) I try not to be. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, When this, when the movie started, uh, I totally obviously didn't read the stuff on the screen because I didn't notice it was a Philip K. Dick uh, book. But also it said that it was from Warner Independent Pictures, which I was like, I didn't maybe I didn't know much about Warner Independent Pictures. But also like Matt just kind of said, like, isn't that an oxymoron like Warner doing independent (laughs) pictures? But so I looked it up and apparently uh, it folded in 2008. So a few years after this. And the first film was before sunset oh that's funny yeah and the last do- the f- last film was slumdog millionaire oh there you go curious all under 20 million dollar films that was the uh, that that's, was the, that's why made it's independent, independent. <laughs> yeah <laughs> where it's like we're not going to do this but our warner independent will do it yeah <laughs> mm, i have a few more notes i don't know if you have more notes i'm looking at like seeing what awards it won but it's it won things no it, like weird <laughs> weird weird things things the there. stinkers bad movie awards okay there it is <laughs> i think it got but good reviews though the toronto film critics association awards it was oh. best animated film nominee okay fine <laughs> fine i'll allow it to be nominated uh, uh yeah this doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't i wrote down that robert denny jr is channeling jeff goldblum Oh yes, totally. I think it's the ra- the speed at which he talks and the like weird jitteriness of the way he talks. Yep, that is Goldblum esque. Yeah, you could have cast Goldblum into that role and it would have been better. Or fine. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. He was good. Is good. He's good. Uh, it's yeah. fine. But you but know, I, I know. Prefer Jeff Goldblum I do too, in general. Sure. So. <laughs> yes, in general, I do as well. He has an option. <laughs> yeah, if he's an option, let's go that way. Um, I. Th- I enjoyed, I think Robert Downey Jr. said this in like, I don't know in what context he was mad at somebody and he called them a bel- an albino shape-shifting lizard bitches. <laughs> Maybe oh. not A. He called them albino shape-shifting, ship, uh, shape-shifting lizard bitches. Wow. So there you go. That was <laughs> just Ouch. something that I wrote down. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Freck. That's the name of Roy Cochran. Yes. And yeah, I don't really know what happened to him. There was a whole scene which seemed like a weird thing that comes up in adaptations where they just like take something that happens in the book. Because lots of asides happen in books that don't usually make it into adaptations. And and this was like a weird aside where like the radio was telling, narrating his story like of him killing himself yes but he doesn't actually kill himself but he doesn't i guess he ends up at the new hope place yeah or whatever it's not which hope that's the name of a star wars movie um (laughs) yeah i don't remember what it's something yeah uh but yes the place that that manufactures the drugs but poses as a rehab clinic 
Um, yeah, he does end up there, and that's the only indication that he lived. Though I don't think the first time I watched it, I realized that it kind of tries to say that he died because it says that he like was cursed for eternity to listen to his life story and all the mistakes he made or something. And there's yeah, like but I think because alien. he took so many drugs, that's what he he thought that's what death right. was. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he wasn't doing it for millions of years. He was just like hallucinating yeah. and laying in his bed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Hallucinating his death, basically. Wearing a suit, holding Anne, Ran- Anne Rand's the fountainhead. <laughs> and drinking a fancy wine. And, and yes, he threw away the like cheap, cheap wine, wine and threw it across the room. Wow. There's just a whole lot of things. Uh, Winona drives again in this, which is nice. I don't know. I enjoy her driving. That's <laughs> true. She drives in um, Really Bites. Mm-hmm. Um, Night on Earth. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. She's yes. Yeah, she's got some good driving skills. skills. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes. <laughs> yep. She drives Keanu around a couple of times. Yep. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I think I was liking their relationship until that part happened, where he was like, "Fuck it," and walked away. Yeah, that was that just spoiled the whole thing, didn't it? It did. It really did. Uh, Cool. Yeah. There's one scene like at the beginning of this is nothing, but um, Keanu is taking off his his changey suit and then he kicks kicks and catches it. Yes. He does the kick and catch, Uh which I think is very nice because that's uh, I never see that in movies, but it's a realistic thing. People kick and catch all the Uh time. But anyway, I really I noticed that scene oh, each time that I watched it too. Really? <laughs> but my thing, my takeaway was the animation looked weird in that moment. Like it, like, cause I feel like watching him kick and catch yeah. would be great. It would be realistic and fine. But for some reason, the thing floating just looked weird. No, yeah. And you like, look like there's a, <laughs> there's like a, well, there is a filter on them, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you couldn't really see what's happening, but he did kick and catch. Yes, he did. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you like that. I like little moments like that too. That's that's what makes movies fun. <laughs> yeah, that was Scanner Darkly. Did you? I don't know. I'm not gonna ever watch that again. But I don't think I would either. I like. I'm glad I watched it twice because yes, I really liked it better the second time. Same. I definitely understood it the second time. Mm-hmm. The first one, I only remembered the bugs. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I probably don't need to watch it again. Um, but I think this is better than some of the stuff we've watched really recently. Yep. So that's something. Can I tell a story before we yeah. end? Um, so in 2003, we didn't have a movie, did we? I think that's why I missed talking about this. That's correct. She wasn't, yeah, she she wasn't in stuff. And that was because I guess that was around the Yeah, it was two, year, two years after the shoplifting. Period. So that was the year that I was mistaken for Winona Ryder at a restaurant. Oh. So <laughs> uh, I was at Grilla Monsoon. I don't know if you guys remember Grilla Monsoon. Did you guys live in Toronto in 2003? No. Mm. No. So there was a restaurant, I think, right next door to the Horseshoe. And it was called Grilla Monsoon. And it was kind of like, I don't know, they had like Have you quesadillas and stuff. I don't know what they had. In any case, it, I mean, I will say this. It's a, it was a darkish restaurant, <laughs> but we were in there and it was, it was ne- really around narrow. Tiff. I think narrow. it was probably narrow. Was yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And it had like booths. 
Anyway. <laughs> Too much information for everyone else. But anyways, we were in this restaurant called Girl in Monsoon, and it was around TIFF in 2003, and the waitress like, I don't know, came over to take our order or something. And then she said, I'm really sorry, but are you an owner writer? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I immediately was like, no. And then Matt said, yeah, she's in town for Tiff. And then the lady was like, whatever, and went away. And oh. like I thought, okay, now she thinks I'm bitchy Winona Ryder. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm not Winona Ryder. <laughs> and then he's telling her the truth. And then, but I was like, I don't know what she thinks, but maybe she thinks I'm terrible because I didn't like <laughs> nicely say no. I was just like caught off guard. Yeah. So I was kind of like, no. <laughs> and then when we got up to leave, she's like, have a great time at TIFF. So then I was like, no, she really thinks she just oh served a rider. <laughs> That's so funny. So I, I wonder if she's out there and she's been telling her friends all these years that she once <laughs> met Winona Ryder. <laughs> but it was me. It was just me. I've looked for Winona at TIFF, but never found her. Well, maybe I did. I have a couple stories, but I'll save those for (gasps) when we get to those movies. Okay, cool. (laughs) That's very sad stories, but (laughs) they're stories nonetheless. But it's funny now to look back on this and know that it was during the shoplifting kind of like period. I guess it was after because what that was 2001 or whatever. But yeah, but she hadn't really done anything. She did yeah. Simone or Sim, someone or <laughs> Simone. Um, but um, right. But so yeah, I was in prime. Yeah. I did want that Winona, whatever free Winona shirt because everybody said I looked like her, and so I thought oh, I want that shirt. And Matt had a friend that was like making them in the states oh. and selling them. So Matt was like, "Send us one for Lindsay." I mean, he just he just never sent it, wow. <laughs> so I didn't get it. But you had one. Yeah, I still have it. Nice. It's a little small, but I still have it. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, if I'd gotten it, it would be small now, too. <laughs> I hoard, like, the t-shirts that are too small for me, I still hoard them. Like, you know, yeah, like, they have memories. Like, someday. <laughs> Speaking of memories, we had an anniversary oh, that yeah. we also didn't talk about. Whoops. We've Girl. been doing this for over a year. Yeah. Over a year. Sometime earlier in February, yes. we hit our anniversary. Woohoo! I can't believe it's been a year. A year of Winona Pods. Uh-huh. Content. Oh, wait. Chris We're says, hold on. on a second. He's going to get his cowbell, I bet. <laughs> You're so right. Yes, he did. What do we have to do? Yay. Yeah. He cowbelled. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> anniversary. Ding, ding. Yay for us. So, yeah. Happy so, anniversary, yeah. Rekha. Yeah. Do you, so, Chris asked me, do you think Winona has ever heard about, heard this? about this? And I say no. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. But maybe. No, no, but maybe. No, but maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, she doesn't. Famous people who aren't on on social media, I have no idea what they know. But (laughs) what what I've noticed is that more and more celebrities are going on the Instagram now, and they're all like getting up on the social media. Like Julia Roberts is posting selfies, and like uh, Naomi Watts has a whole thing with her children, and she's just like a mom. Like they're all posting. Like they're all like really up on the social media. Winona is still very absent from it. Yes. So I think she'll Nicholas stay that Cage. way, but <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, You're it's like, fine. oh, we almost read an episode with them mentioning Nicholas. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she got she's nothing. Yeah. Um no social media presence. Yeah. 
yeah it's i mean i mean it must be it must be liberating i wish i could have no i got rid of my facebook actually no i realized that when i was wishing us happy anniversary and uh, i was like i can't tag rec oh right she left <laughs> yeah i just took a break but it's okay it's yeah. all right happy anniversary yes happy anniversary <laughs> in person yes. yeah uh okay so now we could talk about what the next movie is it's what the 10 what Oof. i've never even i've never heard of this what the 10 no we watched the trailer for something that's like way in the what future is this? oh boy oh boy this sounds exciting it looks like one Paul of those Rudd, adam brody Whoa. seth rogan or no what is his name seth cohen john ham what I didn't yeah, know Winona and John All the Hamm comedians. <gasps> All the comedians Camarino. are in this. This is so fun. That does look like it could be fun. This could be something. Though we felt that that might be true about the Darwin Awards, yeah, and that did. wasn't. So <laughs> we never know. Shoot, but you know what? The cover of the 10 makes it look like one of those, like, uh, spoof movies. Yeah, like uh, What Hot American Summer style. Well, well with not, this guy in it. Yeah, I guess. I'd rather it be What Hot American Summer. I'm talking about spoof movies like those, like, I know what you did last Tuesday at the whatever. You know what I mean? Like the, the ones that splice together all the movie titles. Oh, it's the director like, of What Hot American Summer. Oh, uh, well, then this will be good. Hello. Why have we not? Oliver what? Platt. Leave Schreiber. Now I'm going to watch his husband. Do you know what um, I mean by the spoof movies? Why are you guys? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, good. David Wayne. That's great. I Hello. am looking forward to this one. It better not let me down. <laughs> I Don't think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. So that's good. I'm glad we have something to look forward to. Yes. Yay. Sweet. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll watch it. Come watch it and then tune in in two weeks. Yeah, stay Sweet. stay tuned. I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> tune in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rakatul Saram. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.